Hi there. Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life-saving products to the world. Now let's get started with Robert, Qualio founder and CEO, and our show host. Sam, I am incredibly excited to get the chance to, to chat with you today. I know you've been interacting with some other members of, of our team. I'm a big fan of you and everything you're, you and the team are doing at, at Curmetrics, and I'm really excited to kind of dig in a bit deeper and actually get the chance to ask you a bit about the history today. So I really appreciate you joining. Likewise, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's nice to meet you in person. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I'd love to know, how do you folks talk about what you're doing? I think that's a really great starting point because looking at your website, but in your own words, I'd love to hear how, you, how you're building your metrics to impact the world. Sure. So um, we are an AI technology company for medical imaging, um, specifically focused on women's health. Um, so our mission is to really help the radiologist uh, improve the accuracy and detection um, and classification of anomalies in mammography. So our mission is to save lives and uh, support better clinical decision-making, financial outcomes for hospitals and clinics. Um, you know, and we're really not replacing the radiologists. We're mm -hmm. really focusing on support services and, and trying to make to improve outcome. Where's the business today? Um, busy. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of backlog. We, we actually just had our um, the major radiology conference, which usually is, takes up the McCormick Center in Chicago, just went virtual last week. Um, so there's a lot of leads. There's a huge backlog as the clinics have shut down of, uh, you know, mammograms. It's, you know, they weren't super essential, um, but they, you know, now that we're going on a year of the shutdown, there's, there's a huge backlog. So we're really finding a lot of interest in using our AI to, to sort of process that background. So are, are you saying that the your technology can help manage some of that backlog? Because this, yeah. this is the big risk, right? Is yeah. stuff is going on. People are sheltering for a lot of valid reasons, but there's a right. there's downside if you're not in the lab looking at things. Exactly. And we focus, our, our first cleared product was CM triage, and it really focuses on that, that sort of workflow. So, yeah. you know, if you have a backlog of a hundred, you know, a thousand, 10,000 images um, or studies, uh, at the very least, everything needs to be looked at. Um, but at the very least, we could flag the studies and the patients that, you know, and pop them to the top and say, hey, listen, you know, really, we think someone should take a look at this. Yeah. Um, I just realized we're going pretty deep into the, the detail here. Maybe uh, as somebody who knows how this works in the offline world, it might, might be worth taking a step back. So you folks applying AI to like medical image data, right? Fundamentally to recommend, maybe you could talk about without you folks at CureMetrics, how are people managing this today? I think this is illuminating for people to understand the, the non-technology driven methodology. So in terms of the technology itself or the- The, um... the actual process for trial, like that backlog, right? So sure. in these, these in radiology departments, how mm -hmm. does this work? So our technology um, is essentially installed. We, we listen to, we install a little service at the hospital or clinic and it's called the DICOM listener. And DICOM is sort of the, the major imaging uh, technology that's yeah. used widely in radiology. And it's also a transfer mechanism. So we install a, um, a service that just kind of sits there. And as the patient comes in and she has her x-rays taken, uh, we're essentially CC'd those images, digital copies of those images. Um, from there, we anonymize it, encrypt it, do all this stuff to um, make sure that, that PHI stays on ground. And then mm -hmm. we 
process it in the cloud. Um, so we transmit the images up. Um, we have solutions to scale up, scale down, and what they call inference. So they apply, mm -hmm. they run our AI against these images. Um, from there, the, the results are sent back down through that same sort of route, um, back down to the hospital or clinic, the information is reassociated. And um, depending on the product, um, so our triage product is displayed sort of as a work list. Um, so we say, okay, well, this patient who came in today, we flag them as uh, suspicious or non-suspicious. And so that's at the, it sort of appears as a, uh, yeah. a an element of almost a, a email inbox, it looks like, that you could sort on. Um, and how the radiologists or system decide to use that are, are essentially up to them. Um, some radiologists may decide to work on it first, work on it last, mm -hmm. um, come, you know, have, have a cup of coffee and come back to take a look at it. Um, our CMSIS product is uh, more heads up. So those same results are sent back down um, so that the radiologist, when she's, after she's made her diagnosis generally, can mm -hmm. push a button on the viewer and our results pop up as sort of boxes essentially. Um, say, you know, and it confirms um, diagnosis. It could say, okay, well, you know, hey, I caught that or just bring attention to something that might've been missed. Um, each box has a severity score associated with it um, so that, you know, the higher um, the value, the, the more severe the, the, you know, our system thinks it is. Yeah. And before your product, I mean, if, I, if I'm correct in saying this, this was pretty much entirely a human error detection system until Correct. product like yours. Yes, we are um, the, certainly the first triage product to pass yeah. the FDA um, for mammography. Congrats that on that, by the way, Appreciate big, big milestone. Appreciate that. Um, and our, the CAD products have been around in various forms, but we yeah. are one of the, the, the first um, AI, you know, machine learning driven uh, platforms. You, you mentioned that you have a triage project product and an assist product. And I know that mm -hmm. when you're getting into the stepping in with the human or in place of the human to mm -hmm. go beyond informational purposes, there's just a right. ton of uh, like, like minefields. I'm sure right, you're, right. you're well aware of this, right? But oh, I, I want to go in yeah. there, but mm -hmm. I guess to take a step back, I mean, for people listening, right. AI and medical image data and, uh, that, that that that's a pretty interesting space right now. How did you how did you get into that from? Because that wasn't a thought 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 in CS right ten years ago. What's interesting is I'm actually uh, I'm actually a biologist. Um, so I uh, my background is actually in biology. So um, I went to grad school um, and for for a PhD in neurobiology. Um, mm -hmm. And pretty early on, I, I realized that my interests are way more in the engineering behind the, the lab bench solution than, than the experiments themselves, which yeah. take um, So I went to work for pharm in the pharmaceutical realm um, and to really try to bridge that, that gap between you know, biology and, and technology. And I, I really think that's kind of the future. There's this cross, cross modality, um, you know, biologists who can program, uh, uh, quality uh, experts who know biology, certainly biology is easy, but uh, software and the more engineering side of things. Um, you know, and that's really what we, what most of us econometrics try to, to bring. We have physicists on staff, plenty of them who focus on, on what is essentially bio, you know, biological question, mm. um, as well as doctors and, you know, the uh, business people, business yeah. side and, and things like that. I think that's a pretty common thing. I think you'll notice just from my own 
breeding is you look at new fields or new things that become really important. It's often initially pollinated by people that mm -hmm. have these you know, multiple modalities and an interest uh, down the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, I know something that I heard recently uh, is that if you look at waves and trends, apparently right now in, in some universities like Stanford, they're seeing the same number of applicants to bio-related courses as mm -hmm. they are to CS-related courses. So mm -hmm. if you look at at that's going to increase the number of, and frequency of these collisions between these skill sets. I think it's, I think it's super interesting and, and exciting for, for me personally doing yeah, what we're doing. Um, looking at the, at the other part here. So for a lot of people, we look at, okay, we can build an algorithm. We can test this. This is showing some interesting data. And for non-medical purposes, you can kind of wing it with a X percent accurate and it'll get better over time. And it's uh, mm -hmm. often a novelty product, right? But what you're doing, the cost of getting it right or wrong is very serious. And you yeah. sound like you've applied a similar technology framework with very different claims, right? This is a triage aid, this is an assist aid. Could you right. walk through how you how you figure that out? Because that that's that's an interesting conversation. Yeah, that's that's kind of a, a dive in that. Um, yeah. well, so first off, you know, by claim, everything should be looked at. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think by no, no one on, on staff and a lot of, you know, I, I think AI companies in general, I, I, in certainly the medical realm, I don't think any of us claim to replace doctors, certainly not in mammography. It's a very difficult thing that radiologists mm -hmm. do. We're an assistive technology, um, so we, we're here to help. Um, so it's, it's not a job replacement, it's, a, it's an assistive uh, framework. And yeah. really going in with that mentality, I think, is, is part of it um, to say, you know, listen, we'll see, but we, we're here to help the radiologist. Um, in terms of the triage piece, um, honestly, there was a predicate um, that came, came available to us and we took advantage of that. Um, we realized that we could take our, you know, the CAD products we were working on and uh, leverage them as, as a triage piece with a very fast uh, regulatory submission timeline uh, for in, the, in the mammography space. Uh -huh. um, the, the CAD product is a longer haul. Um, you know, there's the clinical trials we go through and everything like that. So that, that's a little bit of a, a longer piece of that. But yeah, I think um, having the knowledge, especially at the engineering level of some of these questions though, um, is becoming increasingly important in, in certainly the quality and in the engineering realm. You know, to really, a lot of the discussions we have are say, how are we gonna frame this? How should we frame this product? How should we frame these claims, um, you know, mm -hmm. in the AI so that, you know, we are honest with ourselves and our regulatory path. How much experience did you folks have when it comes to the regulatory path before you kind of got too far down this journey? Like, so in terms of the, the going down this path, right, you had this uh -huh. technology, but I don't think you started off with the claim. I'm curious, how did you make sure that you, you picked the right claims and you, you were following the right regulatory path? Advice. Um, you yeah. know, we, none of us, uh, I've done this, I, some, I've done this in the past to the pharma side, um, but I wasn't at this level of, of sort of running things you know, certainly not from the engineering side. So we've had yeah. good advice. We make sure that we partner with very good um, regulatory staff, um, yourselves included, Qualio included has helped us tremendously with the QMS and, and getting started mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, but partnership is really critical. Um, we need to make sure that, yeah. that we're getting good advice, especially in the startup realm where, you know, everything is, are you cleared? Are you not cleared? Mm -hmm. Any big lessons learned that would be worth sharing to people, maybe coming out of you know, a, a new bio program or, or CS with an interest, interest in biology? I think it's internally, you know, I could certainly say that, that it's important that 
as uh, you know, I've seen running a team, how important it is to run, you know, a diversity of people, of thoughts, of data scientists with developers, with, with biologists, medical, business, and certainly regulatory. Mm-hmm. So I think that having that cross-modality knowledge is absolutely critical these days. I think a lot of people are coming up uh, comfortable with software, comfortable with computers, um, you know, but to really try to have, add some expert knowledge outside of that realm is, is a real value add. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I think choosing great partners is critical, whether it's on the mm-hmm. hardware space, whether it's on the software space, it's whether it's regulatory, you know, getting help get, with our QMS rolling or, or yeah. submission. Um, it's really hard, important to find the right, right partners to work with. And, you know, even though we're small, we have to constantly ask ourselves, you know, we spend a lot of time choosing the right partners for the jobs. Yeah, um, that, that's wise advice. <laughs> you know, speaking with you, it kind of sounds like you folks have really executed incredibly well. Or are there any unexpected challenges along that path? Um, yeah, certainly. We uh, amassing data is always the critical piece mm-hmm. in, in AI, and it's doubly so in, in medical AI. Um, yeah. You know, these we deal with movies, we deal with giant pathologies, um, slices, we deal with just even logistics of storage. We were on the scale of, of some movie studios with, with the amount of storage that oh, we wow. pick up. Um, we bank 4 million and growing images um, that, that are within our company, anonymized and annotated by professionals. And that library is literally, you know, most of our jo- the cumulative job. Um, for training, for validation, or for testing the AI. So really that piece of it is, you know, I, I think starting out, it, you think, hey, we're, we're tackling cancer, that's hard enough. But mm. some of the logistics of um, keeping our data sets clean and our ground truth um, uh, clear is certainly been a problem that we've, you know, we've tackled very well, I, I think. Yeah, the data problem catches a lot of people. Do, mm-hmm. Did you find that? Getting access to data was very difficult, like because it's protected and it's protected health information. Yeah, it, it's we take it partner by partner, and it, you know yeah. we we've um, aligned with various partners and institutions around the world, and to really balance the you know it's important to us to make sure that our AI generalizes to across women of different you know mm-hmm. ethnicities and and locations and geography, and it's highly variant. Yeah. Um, that's one reason that mammography is one of the harder radiology modalities. Um, you know, uh, breast tissues vary from, from mm-hmm. image to image. Even the same, um, the same patient may be positioned differently in imaging, in, in imaging from year to year. So to really build an AI that generalizes to it has been something that, that we've really tried to, um, uh, has been a real challenge. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Sam. Looking at the performance data today, how does the the AI you run compare to the the human the human review? If you can share, yeah. So we've run papers on faster reading times for radiologists, thirty um, yeah. percent reduction in reading time, um, fewer unnecessary patient recalls, sixty three percent reduction in false positives versus non AI solutions. Um, you know, allowing for more time for, you know, mm-hmm. accurate diagnosis and, and a whole bunch of things like that. Um, yeah. So the numbers are really pointing, you know. False positive is, is huge, right? Yeah. And right, if you correct. accept some of the data shared that false positives cause such huge harm, and, and I think you will be able to correct me on this. I know some of the reasons why some preventative testing like, 
people getting breast checks, uh, one of the biggest risks is false positives in populations that want to wait until certain ages in a, a lot of conditions. 63% seems huge. Uh, it's very impressive. Um, where, where do you think this can go? I, I hate to ask you, where will this be in five years question, but clearly uh, you probably think about this a lot. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, you know, I, I think AI is here to stay. It's, it's hard to um, yeah. you know, argue that right now. I think um, we are pretty much the, you know, it's, it's been a game changer. Um, yeah. We're accelerating diagnosis. Um, there's increasing momentum on the, on the consumer side you know, um, to, to kind of get where there's a double read and things like that international, where there's yeah. a, a lack of mammography of trained mammographers, um, in certain areas. Yeah. And really it's, it's also, AI is also a game changer from the regulatory perspective. Um, you know, the FDA is, is constantly dealing with how to, to advise companies on, on, you know, uh, the regulatory side of it, self-learning, um, mm -hmm. everything like that is, is a big issue on the FDA side. And you hear it's almost collaborative. A lot of the discussions that we've had with them early on, um, where they're looking for feedback from us for what, what, yeah. you know, they should be doing, uh, you know, kind of a, a incidental level. So, that can surprise people. Um, the, the big Goliath that is the FDA. I mean, this is new right. for everybody, and I, I believe they've been pretty open with they don't have the answers and they're trying to yeah. figure it too. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned one thing I, I want to touch on for a second, and it's, uh, personally, if you look at even our mission at Qualio, you mentioned access to some of these. Like people want things better, faster, and cheaper all all the time. But you mentioned something about well, this technology can actually help access to some of the, the, this expertise via AI. I'm curious, did you have any thoughts on, on how that could shape in the future? I think um, some of the things that, that I get most excited about is really international on that front. Um, yeah. And to, to really bring some of this, you know, the, the huge backlog in some, some countries were right by near the border in Mexico, there's a massive backlog of images. Um, through nobody's fault, it's just there's a lack of trained mammographers there. Um, yeah. So if things like our triage can flag early on, um, or if it's added to a van, um, a mammography unit that might you know, mm -hmm. be present in a rural area, maybe we could close that loop so that the patient won't be lost in, in the shop, yeah. like you were saying, and to try to, to, to a degree, democratize a little bit more some of the, the diagnosis that we're seeing internationally and the, the standard of care. Yeah, that gets me excited when I hear, hear that a lot because I think that's that's part of the, the real value that, that I can add. I'm curious, Sam, we're kind of coming up to the end, end of time here, but mm -hmm. I heard so far talking about you know, choose the right partners, right? It, it's, mm -hmm. I don't think you could say that often enough, loud enough. You spoke about the data, uh, we need good data, particularly diverse data sets. Um, what else is what else would you for people interested in this space in general or if you were speaking to yourself before this mm -hmm. journey I, I, your metrics i mean any advice or any resources you point people towards for ai in general or for mammography yeah or, I, I think sure. it's i think it's more how the technology particularly things like ai can be applied in healthcare right and maybe the medical image side if that's if sure. that's an area of interest 
there's a whole bunch of topics, and uh, I think much of it is public for the Radiology Society of North America, RSNA. Yeah. Um, I believe it's rsna.org, but we could check on that um, after. But yeah, there's a lot of, and, and they just finished their conference, uh, it was mm -hmm. virtual this year, and there's, it's a major topic. Um, there's whole floors of it, um, you know, and various modalities and, you know, talks given. So there, it's a very active topic out there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's a very good resource to kind of start getting oriented in, in that realm. So. Yeah, we'll make sure to add that to the show notes. And you mentioned you were, you were at the conference, but you were probably not at the conference at, at the conference. <laughs> what, what, tell me how the virtual conference went. Um, yeah, I have to admit, I was, I usually am on the ground there um, in the booth and, and talking and, and demoing. Yeah. And I think this year we've have an excellent business development and sales staff and medical group that ran as well as, as marketing that ran primary. And, and this year I leveraged them to come get me if, if needed, aside from the talks that I wanted to watch. Um, yeah. But sounded like it was okay. Um, you know, I, I think we're all making the best of it, um, but certainly there's, there's active online traffic for, for that huge, usually a huge conference. So. It sounds like you think that conferences in person are going to come back. It's hard to <laughs> you know, predict the future on that front right yeah. now, right? Uh, I'm looking forward to going to a conference again. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your, your, some of your story here. I'm really excited to keep it close and I, I'm excited as a company at Qualia, we're able to support some of the work that you're doing. So thank you for, for trusting us. And uh, I'm really excited to see where, you know, where the future will, will take you and, and hope to follow you along that path. Appreciate it. Yeah. And it's been, Qualia has been a, just a great help so far. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.